Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. super echoey in here. So here we are. We're back for another week of nonsense and debauchery. This is season three, episode seven. So (laughs) hello and happy Thursday. I'm doing another same day release because I started slacking again, but also because I'm adjusting to a new work schedule. And again, my schedule is going to change next week also. So I will be 11.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. at this call center gig, making money, listening to people to complain about nonsense, which I will, I finally have work stories. So that's good. No personal information will be revealed, obviously, due to the fact that I can't say that shit. Otherwise, I'll probably get fired. But who knows if anyone listens to this shit anyway. (laughs) So big inhale. So another thing came up about this stupid Gorilla Glue challenge. And apparently, I had to look it up because it was brought to my attention by the bean hater. And you know how that goes. You know, anything he says, I have to challenge. So I googled this. Apparently, this girl had the nerve to use Gorilla Glue tape to wax her vagina. Now, I looked this up on Twitter, and this was the most horrific thing I've ever seen. That poor girl probably burned her coochie lips off. (laughs) So I had to look it up on Twitter because uh, I needed to see if it was real or not, or if people were just messing around and being stupid. Um, (laughs) If you heard that in the background, that was my sister going down the stairs. If you didn't, God bless you, (laughs) or Satan bless you, whatever. Like I said, whatever you believe in. Um, So... That is what I saw on Twitter. A girl pretty much crouching in what looked like a corner of a kitchen on the floor pretty much. And this woman is pouring water on her as if that's going to fix anything. Now, I don't know about you, but anything that says Gorilla Glue sounds super dangerous, okay? They even make jokes about it on the internet, talking about girls having Gorilla Grip in their kitty cats. Trying to keep it G-rated because family family hears this while I'm saying it and they'll come up and we don't need disturbances. So I had to see it because I just need to know how stupid humanity would be in doing additional things with Gorilla Glue. So, um, yeah. So this lady was pouring cold water on her. And of course, I think in the background, she was saying something along the lines of, Ooh, that shit's got a sting or something. I swear to God, I would have smacked her in the face with the tape itself. Like then I probably would have had the adrenaline rush to pull that shit off of me like a wax strip and stick it to her face and be like, how does it feel now, bitch? (laughs) You're not going to stand there and pour cold water on me trying to help and then say, Ooh, it looks like it hurts. She is crying in the kitchen. 
She is seasoning the floor with her tears. <laughs> like she is not okay. And don't ask her that either. Don't be like, how do you feel? I'm fucking hurt. That's how I feel. I'm fucking in pain on the floor crying while you're pouring water on me and it's burning my coochie off. But, um, so bear with me guys. I know it's a late release and everything, but I'm going to, I'm still trying to do them same day. So at least you still get them on a Thursday. I'm sorry. It's not earlier, but I don't get a long enough break. Like if I got a long enough lunch break, I would probably have used that time to record. And I also thought about, you know, when I'm on my 10, my two 10 minute breaks and my 30 minute break for lunch, I was going to try and record during those little breaks, but I'm like, I don't want to break. I don't want to ever break. I don't want to like break up my episodes so much where I forget what I'm talking about. Even though I, when I do it in, in a serial amount of time, I still forget anyways. So I'm trying to sneak this in before my parents come in with the dogs. Cause they, they bark and they're so loud and who needs to hear my mom in the background? <laughs> so speaking of things I've seen on the internet, I'm really obsessed with this new way of making bacon, egg and cheese sandwiches. So I saw this thing. It was a TikTok from an episode of Rachel Ray. And you know, can't trust a skinny chef is what they say. So she blew up. She tried to be skinny. I don't trust Giada. She's another one on the cooking network, on the food network, whatever. Wow. Cooking network, the food network, who I do not trust because, um, because she's super skinny and I don't really trust that she's saying the word spaghetti, right? She says it like it's a song and dance, like spaghetti. It's kind of like, like nobody else is saying that. And there's plenty of Italian cooks on the food network. Like good for you. Celebrate your heritage and everything. And you know, much respect for you keeping that, but I'm not going to watch her show. (laughs) I'm not going to watch her episode. So, so, okay. So here we go. So I'm obsessed with this new way of making it. See what I'm saying? I forgot what I was saying already. So I, um, I make it now. It's like a French toast basically. So you make it the way you would normally make a French toast. You would dip the two pieces of bread in the egg mixture, which has brown sugar, cinnamon, a little bit of milk. So obviously you mix that all in there and then the bacon already needs to be pre-cooked. So don't try and do this and then cook bacon at the same time because you'll fuck it up. So we have microwave bacon here. So it, it was super easy. So what you do is you put the two pieces of bread in the pan and then you put the egg mixture in there also and um, cook it like you would a normal like omelet kind of where you flip the pieces of bread that are in the egg. Like it, it becomes an egg covering the pieces of bread. So what you do is then you flip it like a pancake almost to make sure that both sides are crispy brown. And then when you flip it over the last time, that'll be the side where you put the cheese and the bacon on. Let me tell you, I will never go back to eating a bacon, egg and cheese the same way ever again. I can tell you for sure. I need that in my life. Any noise you hear in the background is the washing machine because apparently that door is not shut and that's downstairs and above my pay grade. (laughs) So, uh, so I'll never make a bacon, egg and cheese the same way. And I'm telling you, I still do miss French toast bagels, French toast bagels are the shit, but I don't think they have that out here or I haven't asked or whatever the case may be. There's my sister again. Say hello, Beats. Hey. <laughs> I mean, you keep walking in and out of here. What do you want? <laughs> um, getting papers for my homework. 
Boo you. <laughs> so today, no, yesterday, because we're, th- we're on Thursday. So yesterday, the bean hater took off work and was telling me he was at the car dealership because they plan on moving to North Carolina, I think, or South Carolina. I forget which part, but they, they're moving to Cary. So they're moving the fuck out of Florida. So um, he wanted to make sure that his car was in proper traveling condition. And that's what he chose to do with his tax return. So he was at the car dealership and he texted me and he goes, I'm taking bets on, um, he said he was taking bets on how much it's going to cost. And at the time in the morning, he was told seven ninety five. So me just playing along to be funny. I was like, all right, eight fifty. He assumed it would be 1200. So I'm at eight fifty. He's at 1200. They told him seven ninety five. So by the time we got to like lunchtime, like noon, the final cost was eight fifty nine. Bitch, if I was on the prices right, I would have won. <laughs> so of course I go, Well, what do I win? And of course I was told there were no prizes for this bet. And I was like, Well, that's bullshit. <laughs> and then of course he said, What would you want the prize to be? So I said, I would take pizza. And he goes, All <laughs> idiot. All applicants or whatever or participants must collect their prize at the studio. And I said, well, where's that? And he said, Spokane, Washington. So I politely told him to eat a dick. (laughs) So that's what you get. You don't give me pizza. You get to go eat dicks. Sounds, sounds like a fair trade to me because I didn't get my fucking pizza. So, uh, so this new thing that my mom has me doing, because we're spending a lot of time together on the weekends, she has me watching Yellowstone. And it's a show with Kevin Costner on the Paramount channel where they say a lot of curses. And I didn't know that that was allowed. (laughs) Like a lot more cursing than what I'm used to. Like he said something and I looked at my mom like, what channel is this? (laughs) Super scandalous. Anyways, so we're watching this show and Danny Houston plays one of the bad guys who turns good to help Kevin Costner strike fear into the people that are bothering him. I think they're called the Beck brothers or something. Whatever. So Danny Houston is sitting at home with a security guy outside watching his house to make sure nobody comes to try and kill him because that's what's happening now. It's come to the point where violence and we're taking lives, which is usual for a show. So, um, (laughs) so of course Danny Houston is in his house and he's sitting down and in a chair looking outside, waiting, not sleeping, just waiting for people. And his security guy gets killed outside, obviously. Like, if you didn't think that was going to happen, you'd have to be stupid. So his security guy got killed. Then, of course, these, like, three guys in tactical gear. Well, you don't know how many. You only see two at first. So he is running around his home looking for a gun, which he has in his kitchen, which is obvious. Like, the most obvious place you would keep a weapon is in the kitchen. Note that for later. People who are going to go rob somebody's house. Also, if you listen to this, don't rob somebody's house. So anyway, he has a really nice um, wine cellar. It looks like it's, um, what do they call that? With um, where the air is regulated. Anyway, he has like a, a whole glass chamber around his wine. And it's not in a wine cellar. It's just like a humidor for a cigar, but it's for fucking wine. So he has that going on. But he doesn't have a fucking panic room. <laughs> Which makes me think that rich people do not spend their money on the correct things for their homes. And I say that because he doesn't have a panic room, but he sure is panicking. So seems like we're missing part of the house there. 
So you're watching Danny Houston flounder around his house, trying to get away from these two guys in the tactical gear. And he puts up a really good fight. First of all, he hid in a pantry, which is okay, whatever. He hid in the pantry to then shoot the one guy and shoot another guy. So there was two guys. So he takes both of them out, which was really surprising because he didn't seem to be too great with a gun. Not like Kevin Costner, who's like um, cattle enforcement or some shit. I forget. Ugh. There's too much going on in that. So anyways, um, so he takes out the two guys and then you're like, cool, he got away. No shit. But it was like the season finale. So you knew some stupid crazy stuff was going to do like a twist and turn, whatever. And fucking he, um, well, we're getting close to the season finale. I don't think it was the finale yet. So we, uh, we see a third guy come around the corner and we're like, oh shit. Like it's over. Like you put up a good fight, but it's over, bud. That guy shoots him dead and just leaves him. So panic room is important. If there's anybody rich listening to this, panic room, get a panic room. I always want a panic room. I don't care if I live in a tiny home. If someone wants to take my shit from me, because at some point tiny homes are going to be fucking valuable as shit. And we're just going to go and like hitch a trailer to like hitch a truck to it and pull it away while people are in there. Not that I would do that, but it seems like if we're on like some post-apocalyptic shit and that's how we're going to rob people from now on because homes are going to be tiny if we're trying to do the right thing. <laughs> so throughout the week, I don't have much for this week, for this week's episode, but I'm going to try. Um, we're at almost at the 15 minute mark here. So I, man, I can't keep talking about this. So Chris D'Elia <clears throat> made an apology video. And it came out on Friday the 19th. If you haven't checked it out yet, it's a 10-minute video on YouTube where he apologizes again for the rumors slash issues stemming from what happened last June. Because that was the last we heard from him, which is crazy. Because that's almost, that's nine months. That's nine months. That is the length of a, like a, a fetus about to be a newborn, okay? So the long and short of it is, is that... He apologized and he said so much crazy shit in it. I couldn't believe it. Like it, it didn't break my heart all over again. It was more of like, can we just get over this? Like, yeah, sure. Feel bad for those women, but also get over it. Like, let's do something else. Are we not grownups? Like this whole me too thing and this cancel culture, we made both of those things. Those things never existed till now. And you know what? Some of it is fundamental and important. And some of it is just total, utter bullshit. Cancel culture and me too has to stop. Okay. Me too can stay if it's legitimate. Like now they're trying to take out Marilyn Manson. I don't know if I spoke about that, but that guy's always been a fucking weirdo. What do you expect from him to change? (laughs) he's been weird for forever. Okay. Forever. That guy's been weird. And all these people are coming out the woodwork saying that, you know, he, he made me have sex with other people in front of him. I was like, well, did you do it? Cause you wanted to, or you did it because he put a gun to your head. Cause there's, that's two different things. You did it because you were under the guise of being a groupie or you did it because you actually did love him. And then when he was done with you, whatever, you were pissed. And then when one person came out and said something, then everyone else decided to jump on the bandwagon. You know what I'm saying? Like (sighs) grown women handle their shit on their own. 
Sometimes it's disrespectful to a spouse or partner to do that. Other times it's, we have to figure our shit out on our own. Publishing that shit puts unnecessary attention on yourself. Unless that's something you want. If you're trying to be money hungry about a situation, (laughs) go for it. But you've lost my respect for that. Because now that person is no longer making money, which, you know, if that's what you wanted to do, congratulations, you did it. But at the same time, why are we ruining each other's lives and taking everything that's good away from this world? Like, and who gives these people the right to be doing this? Like, can we privately investigate anything first before we put it out in the papers and everyone starts losing their jobs and shit? So anyway, back to this. So again, he was accused of sexual assault and sexual harassment of females. And it came to light in June when one of the women who he supposedly sexually assaulted put a post on Twitter, tweeted, excuse me, that it's ironic that he would play a character that he actually is in real life. So they claimed that he was, hmm, he was familiarizing himself with underage girls. That's what I'm going to call that. And not for nothing, not everyone posts their age on social media. So if you look a certain age and you message somebody and you carry, uh, carry yourself like an older person, some guys are just stupid enough not to ask how old. (laughs) Okay. That's the reality of the situation. So I don't think we should really be focusing on this shit that happened last year, but the fact that he put a video out apologizing it, apologizing for it is the first time anyone's ever done that. So I appreciate a good apology video, but I really think we need to move on from that now. I think we've all seen and heard everything that could be about it. But the thing that amazed me the most about the video was that he... Oh my God. It was so, I was embarrassed for him a little bit and for his past relationships for the pure fact that he admitted to having cheated on his women with, um, with other women, like go, he said that he felt that it was a sense of empowerment for women to have made the choice to sleep with him, which is what he said happened. He would get messages in his DMS and he would, he would answer them obviously. And, of course, invite them to his room for sex, and they would go. But, of course, it was their choice to do so, is what he said, that all of his, you know, sexual conquests have been consensual, which is fine. But also not fine, because now you're cheating, you're admitting to cheating on significant others. So, like, that's not a hot-button issue for me, but it's triggering, because I've been cheated on publicly (laughs) multiple times. But anyway, not about me. (laughs) So I was honestly looking forward to watching Army of the Dead, but they chose Tignataro to replace him in all of it. So I'm not going to be watching that now. I, which is fine. It's not a big deal. I can see him in other things. I'm still, I'm rewatching. Well, not rewatching. I'm watching for the first time a lot of his podcast on YouTube because I hadn't seen it in the first place. (laughs) So I'm recording in the bathroom now because it's just way too loud. My mom is inside with the dogs and she's doing a lot of house cleaning. So if you hear an echo, it's because I'm in the bathroom. I'm not doing anything in the bathroom. I'm just recording in the bathroom because it is a quieter space, I guess. But with that comes an echo. So that's what's happening.
So first week, first day on the phones at work wasn't too bad. I'm actually really surprised that more people did not call yelling about something. I actually got more of those people today. My first day on the phones was Monday. It's Thursday now, so I'm a little more calm as to how I answer these phone calls. So that made me happy about it. A little more calm, a little easier to deal with people, and uh, they're not as bad. I had one guy today who was really pissed off because apparently his mom's in the hospital now, so he it has power of attorney documents that he wanted to upload to her account that puts him in charge while she's in the hospital. So, of course, I tell him, okay, you can upload it to the website. Do you see the option for it? I somewhat walk him through it. And he goes, well, this says that this is going to take five to seven days for you guys to review. And I'm like, yes, that's that's how long it usually takes to review documents of that nature. And he goes, and I said, obviously, because it's proper protocol and stuff. It's not like we just look at it and go, okay. Like, so he got mad. And he goes, I don't understand what's so hard about this. I'm just trying to upload a document. You guys operate like you're a government corporation or something. And you guys are just a small mortgaging company. And I wanted to be like, sir, hold up. Because we are not a small mortgaging company. We're like the eighth biggest mortgage company in the country. So I was told. I could be lying. (laughs) I could have been lied to. We'll see. But yeah, it was a nice, successful first week so far. We'll see how Friday is. It was a little bit slower on the phones today. I don't know what Friday is going to be like, but I know I did not make the shift bid. So unfortunately, I do have to work that shitty 1130, 11.30 to 8 shift. And uh, I give myself a haircut. So right now I'm looking in the mirror and it looks like all is as it's supposed to be with my layers. Because I refuse to pay $30 to have someone fuck up my hair. At least if I fuck it up on my own, it costs me $0. But, yeah, so I'm also under the, I'm under the strange assumption that I do not know how to have free time. I have decided, obviously I told you guys I'm going to be going for my master's. And I still have that medical billing and coding course to finish. So I have a lot of overlap going on. And I'm doing my podcast and I'm considering streaming again on Twitch and we'll see how that goes. But there's a lot of things I want to do and I feel like there's not enough hours in the day to get them done. That's why I'm a little late in releasing this episode. But like I said, as long as you guys have patience. I'm sorry, I just looked at a text that came through on my watch, but I'm laughing because that shit was so funny. Um, (laughs) Anyway. I posted something about how to tell how it was something like, how do you tell your best friend that you like hate the type of men she's dating or whatever? (laughs) And Alicia commented on it and she just texted me and I'm like, ah, man, (laughs) so kind of a brain fart. So like I said, I just don't know how to sit still these days. And I feel like if I sit still, something stupid is going to happen. So I'd rather always be on the go, always have my time filled up. That way I don't have time for shenanigans. So like considering crossword puzzles and stuff are my hobbies and my brain's always going until the time I shut my eyes, which probably it's probably the reason why I'm so tired in the morning. Not that my mind is going mile a minute when I sleep just before I go to sleep. But I'm, like I said, I'm starting to work out again. Like I'm doing some silly little dance routines just to get my body moving for half an hour. And it's kind of helping me with my sleep because 
for some reason, I was unable to sleep until recently. So I actually feel good lately. I feel refreshed. My hair's falling out though, <laughs> unless I'm shedding again. Um, I do want to, I did start watching the Cecil Hotel on Netflix. You know, I always have a recommendation, but I haven't gotten far enough in it to provide a good enough recommendation. So I will be watching. Good night, woman. No. <laughs> My mom's saying good night. I don't know if y'all heard that, but I had to yell to her. And uh, so I haven't watched enough of the Cecil Hotel to like it and provide a good enough recommendation for you guys. So I'm going to have to get on that soon. Um, but I do have something I do want to comment on because I'm watching Unsolved Mysteries. I don't know if anyone else has watched it yet, but I finally watched the episode with Alonzo Brown. And so, <laughs> so it's... It's crazy to me that something like this would happen, but Alonzo Brown was like the baby of the family. I'm just going to go into a little bit of background story and then tell you why I hate this. So this guy, Alonzo Brown, was like the baby of the family. He wasn't really allowed to do much. So when he got older, he was like 23, I believe is what they said. He, um, he decided he was going to start coming out of his shell a little bit. And <laughs> I'm just going to say not the time. Not the time. And this is why. This is why it's not the time for that. He was told about a party where he knew nobody, but his friends knew people there. So he's like, I'm going to this party. So, of course, him and his friends. Now, Alonzo Brown is African-American. His friends are mostly white. <laughs> so he was going to a mostly Caucasian party with Caucasians. So, you know, like he was with the bouncers of the party, as you would say, in that situation. So, so, um, Alonzo goes to this party. Apparently this guy was enlisted and going to serve, you know, serve the country. And, um, he, he ends up having a really good time at this party. He ends up hanging out with this white girl and whatever, I guess they hit it off and white guys didn't like it. So of course there was some fighting going on and the long and short of it is he gets left behind at that party and is disappeared. <laughs> like his friend apparently needed to go get cigarettes that bad that he left Alonzo there and Alonzo was never seen alive again. Okay. So first of all, would never go to a party that I know nobody at. That's the first thing. First things first. <laughs> Secondly, if my friends are leaving, get the girl's phone number and peace the fuck out. That's all you have to do. You get the girl's number, you leave, you call her the next day like, hey, do you remember me? Or, hey, I was the guy you stuck your tongue, like stuck your tongue down my throat. Like, that's what you say. I'm the guy's throat you stuck your tongue down. That's what I was trying to say. Like, that was that would be how you refresh her memory. Um, so <laughs> he's never seen again alive. And the cops play this whole game because it's a very racial part of the town. Apparently very, like, anti-African-American people. So they, they believe there's some kind of conspiracy going on where the police were covering for this group of people. And they had this party at a house that was supposed to be abandoned. But, of course, there were people there. 
And of course, the family goes and starts investigating and they go to that house and there's nothing there, like no belongings, no nothing. And they contacted the owner of said property and he said, oh, that's abandoned. It's empty. Like it's an empty house. Nobody should be in there. So it's like, was he lured there, I feel like, or like, because they don't know about him. They just knew that they didn't like him. So it's like, okay, so we, this guy comes with his white friends and his white friends leave him. So we kill him. (laughs) So, so the long and short of it is don't go to a party where you know nobody. And if your friends leave, you leave. Pussy is not worth dying for. And I don't have to tell you that. People should already know this. But I feel bad for that family. Because nobody really did anything to help them find this guy. Like, it was like cover-up after cover-up. Because the cops couldn't find him. But as soon as the family got involved, the family found him. Like, they found him, like, in a lake, I think. And then they tried to make it seem like he went swimming. But I'm pretty sure he was probably already dead before he hit the water. So... There's a lot of conspiracies as to, <clears throat> as to what happened to him before he actually died. And they think that it was a cover-up and that they had a meat locker where they were torturing him for a little bit. Like, he didn't... He suffered. That's basically what happened. He suffered before he was killed. So, I would never go to a party alone. I've never done that. And if I've left someone at a party, I make sure they know who they're with. That's the one thing people can say about going to a party with me is that I never leave them with someone they don't know. And if they look like incapacitated, I take them with me. Nobody can ever say I would left them anywhere without a way home. So I would never do that because I don't want to end up on this show regretting getting someone killed and then having to say the words, I would trade places with them if I could. I will never live that life where I say something like that. So, <clears throat> that's crazy. Ugh, and it's so sad, too, because he's only 23. Like, could you imagine? I, I always think, like, that's my biggest fear, is if I have a child and something like this happens, and then me outliving my child. Like, that's one of the worst things I've heard of, is outliving your child. And I'm sure plenty of people, you know, with, you know, SIDS and everything, it's sudden infant death syndrome. For those of you who don't know, I've heard that that shit. Very upsetting. You put your kid to sleep, you wake up the next day and the baby's dead in the crib. Like, I could not deal with that <coughs> at all. <laughs> I, would, I would die. I would rather die than live without my child. But, um... So I looked at the first, speaking of not giving myself free time, I looked at the first module a day before the course opened, and uh, I noticed that I'm in for it this time, guys. That master's program is going to be no joke. I'm going to be probably the most craziest bitch you ever met in your life. So that that's what I've realized about that. Um, I looked at that first module, and it's always like, introduce yourself introduce yourself guys i'm like are we still at that phase in college with an online discussion board where we introduce ourselves and shit is that what we're doing like give me a break i feel like saying you know what i've been doing all week working and talking to people don't want to do that (laughs) so i turned my post in already like an overachiever 
And uh, now I notice the first assignment is I have to write a letter to my current supervisor, letting them know what I'm going to school for currently and how I plan to implement the things I have learned in class with how I work. So it's like double work now. So now I have to speak to my supervisor again and be like, listen, I'm going for my master's at, um, (laughs) I'm going for my master's at the University of Phoenix. And I just wanted to let you know that I plan to use every tool in class as in my customer service position here. Because they like, we prefer you to have a job in healthcare. And I'm like, yeah, me too. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I would too. But whatever. So another stupid thing I read on the internet, besides the gorilla woo shit, is they want to put a ban on Greece. Now, can we just take a moment to discuss what I said earlier, which is that cancel culture needs to stop? And I've said this before, because we're going to lose a lot of favorites and stuff, because Clint Eastwood was not the most... um, friendliest man (laughs) he had a he had a lot of racism pent up in him especially with his uh, movies and such but let's move forward with this one let's not jump the gun on anything just yet so we need to really decide what really needs a ban button on it these days because it can't be on everything we will have nothing left if it's on everything We will lose all the cult classics at some point. It will definitely happen. Note that about it. Greece is a cult classic. It is a favorite, okay? It will never go out of style. And those of you who haven't seen it yet, who are your parents? (laughs) Who are your parents and have them call me? Anyway, everybody should have seen that at some point or another because, again, cult classic. Everybody watched it. My grandfather watched it. My mother watched it. And um, so what they're saying is that this movie that has a lot of fun with high schoolers in the 50s, by the way. So it's not only the 70s, but the 50s, too. And um, they're saying that it's homophobic, misogynistic and rapey. And I'm like, okay, change the channel. Like, okay, change the channel. Like, this was said on BBC One, I believe, after having watched it one one time, probably. <clears throat> so, it is my understanding that movies are allowed to be about whatever they want. Because now that we're doing... This probably sounds bad. We went from doing all-white casts to all-black casts, and nobody's saying anything about that either. Okay. No offense. I'm not trying to be offensive. I'm trying to make a point here, which is that we have all black casts now and everybody's shut up about it. Meanwhile, all white casts like stuff like so, like I said before, like stuff on how I met your mother would not have been allowed today. Like shit that Barney did probably would not be allowed today, which is why I'm glad that show came out when it did when we were still having fun and still being loose, fun people. Now we're very, um, oh, I should be sensitive to this group because I want to make sure that they know that they're special. People are people. (laughs) Like, we don't need to do that. Just me. Just my, just my thinking. I mean, you don't, you don't have to like what I'm saying, but obviously you do. If my audience keeps growing, I'm just trying to be a little bit more, 30-year-old generation type person speaking about this. But this 
is ridiculous now. Okay, so it's homophobic because there's no LGBTQ representation in it, which if you think about it in the 50s, there was not. And neither was in the 70s, really. So, um, especially because in the 70s, they were probably calling gay people fruits and shit. Okay, so 50s and 70s didn't have that type of representation because we didn't have social media putting it in our face. So again, this whole thing with the racism and sexuality and everything like that, this came out of the media. Nobody was doing this shit until we get the rabble rousers and, you know, the um, social media justice warriors on it. Like, come on, bro. Stop taking away everything I love. Even Olivia Newton-John said that this movie was supposed to be funny, like fun and a great time and not to be taken seriously. And she's the actress that was in it. So it's like, who really even cares? Social media is what's ruining this country. And the idiots who are behind these social media pages that are just ruining everything. Ruining everything. Just like when they tried to say that video games made kids more violent. No, it's because we have hormones inside us battling each other to try and figure out what the fuck to do with each other. Going through puberty and playing Grand Theft Auto doesn't actually make me want to hijack someone's car. If we're being for real. (laughs) So, if we're being serious about this now, about social media making people do things or, you know, maybe stop doing Patriot Act type shit on the internet. Or maybe don't storm the Capitol. What that? <laughs> anyway, there's like so much fucked up shit in this country. But if it's one of one of the craziest things is social media. That's the craziest thing that we have to fight. Because for me, if I don't like something, I keep scrolling. Have any of you figured out how to keep scrolling on a page? Or y'all just have to comment on everybody's shit all the time. Everything you think of all day long. Because I don't. I'm not built for that. I don't think you guys are built for the truth either. (laughs) You guys are not built for the truth. Well, some of us, not all of us. Like, there's a lot of people out there that are just like, yeah, rah, 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 yeah. Like, jumping on bandwagons, like, that person's right. Meanwhile, do the research. Fact check yourself. Fact check that person. Maybe you'll teach somebody something, but don't do it, like, in an aggressive way. Do it, like, in an informative way. Like, hey, just so you know. Or don't even do it on their post. You can privately message people, too. Like, I got into a fight. Sleep in peace, bro. But I'm bringing this up again. I got into a fight with someone who passed away two, three years ago now. And, um, (laughs) crazy already. It's been that long. Um, I got into a fight with someone. But they wanted to do it on social media. And I wasn't about it. So he tried to embarrass me on a post. Someone posted something and I said, say it louder for the people in the back. And he had to comment. It doesn't get any louder. And then I wanted to be like, what are you even talking about? Like nothing was even aimed in your direction. So like, I didn't understand why he was getting mad. And of course it's because he let the chit chat of what other people were saying, get to him and tell him that I was moving funny and this and that. And I'm like, who's moving funny? Like, you know, like nobody even knows where I live. Like I cut myself off from all those people. So, like, nobody knows anything besides what I put on Facebook. So if that's what you're going off of, then you're really fucking stupid and pathetic. If you had something you wanted to ask me about what's going on in my life, just ask me. I'm going to tell you the truth. 
I don't care enough to lie anymore. I think lying is stupid. But anyway. <clears throat> In any case. So, of course, we need to change a lot of things. But mostly it should start with social media because nobody was ever affected by any of this shit before social media happened. And now every time someone watches a movie or something. And it's not even anything current either. It's something good. <laughs> I loved Greece. I actually know a girl who has never seen Greece before, and if she heard anything about this misogynistic shit, she would probably lose her mind. But she was raised on Westerns, which I think is cool, too. That's pretty thug to be raised on Westerns. But, um... So decades ago issues shouldn't be, like, triggering anybody now, because you can't compare the two different times. You can't compare one decade's society to 2021 society because it's not the same. Nobody was fighting those fights back then because it wasn't a hot button issue like it is now. So it's changed. Like society has changed a fair amount since this movie was released in like the seventies. Um, today's issues weren't decade ago issues. And that's the bigger thing we should, we should be focusing on. Like if you want something represented nowadays, all you have to do is make a big enough issue about it on social media the fact that social media is like the catalyst for all the bullshit that people feed into today is no such surprise that these issues get acknowledged. Like people only pay attention to this shit when it's in their face. Like for me, I get it. Black lives matter. Blue lives matter. I get it. I don't. And it's the same thing with COVID. I don't need things put in my face 24 seven. I got it the first time. I'm not stupid, but most of society is because they follow they follow blindly, whereas I like to read. So, and we're canceling celebrities left and right for things they post on the internet. Like, come on, bro. Like, Gina Carano got taken off of Mandalorian for one of her posts. And she didn't even do anything wrong. She just, like, stated an opinion of how she felt politicians behave these days and compared them to Nazis and how we should blindly follow in this and that. If you look it up, it's pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, so they took her off the Mandalorian for that. Um, but uh, I wanted to round out today's episode because I know it's a short one just by letting you in on a personal story of mine because a lot of you guys seem to like that. So I'm going to share something with you guys that unless you're a close personal friend of mine, you would not know this information. So... My dad's birthday was yesterday, the 24th, because it's the 25th when I'm releasing this episode. And uh, it's very hard for me year to year. I don't know that I discussed this last year. I think I was still on hiatus with the podcast. But I really, I usually feel really blah and mellow. And I think it's because something within myself doesn't align properly that day. Like, there's always this wondering, like, I'll never actually know what he was like, besides what family members tell me. And uh, kind of upsetting, but that's how life is. There's usually a little bit of pushback, push and pull in this life. I've never known my dad. He was um, murdered when I was a baby, which caused a lot of, a lot of change in my life really quickly. So um, I think I was nine months old when he passed away think could be more but um I don't remember when he passed exactly I think it was April March or April 
But, um, yeah, so he never got to see me grow up at all. Um, he, uh, he was just, supposedly I remind a lot of people in my family about him and, uh, I don't really know why I feel so off on that day, but I do. And I still feel a little bit residual of it today. I don't know if you can tell, but I wanted to record yesterday so that I can put this episode on t- out on time, but I just didn't have it in me. And that's kind of why. Um, so uh, luckily enough though, I worked all day and I was just on the go all day that I kind of didn't give myself any free time to sit and be upset over it. So I'm kind of happy about that because last year, uh, just cried all over the place that day. Um, but when, when my family hits me up, it kind of like hits me all over again. Like my uncle posted, I posted something like an appreciation thing for him on his birthday, my dad. And my uncle just goes, I miss my brother and I love you. And I am actually my dad's only child. So like I said before, I, I, the only things I know about him are from what my parents have told, what my mom has told me what that side of the family has told me. And my cousin Jack actually has been one of those people that told me a lot of the information I didn't know about him and the bad stuff he was involved in actually. So that was pretty interesting because, you know, when you're a kid, nobody expects you to understand, but like you go to family functions and family starts drinking and you're old enough to drink too. So you kind of like commiserate together and it's pretty funny. But, um, apparently I laugh like him. I look kind of like him. I know I look like the Fonseca side of the family for sure, because I, if I pull my hair back, actually, you know, what's funny. There is a male, there's a filter, like a gender filter on Snapchat. And when I changed my gender to male, I looked just like my uncle. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> I actually sent it to my grandmother one day, my father's mother. And she goes, Oh my God, Corey, who is that? <laughs> I'm like, that's me. And she goes, no way. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so that's a little bit of personal story for me. I, uh, my father passed away at a young age and February 24th will always be a very difficult day for me. Um, so having that absence is kind of weird. Um, it always comes with the stereotypical thing of like daddy issues or whatever, or like abandonment issues or something, but I probably do have that <laughs> if I'm being perfectly honest, but I, Maybe I just have a hard time being alone. Who knows? Um, But yeah, so that's as personal as we're going to get this episode. (laughs) And uh, I actually really do appreciate you guys for listening to me week to week because it's very helpful in my psyche to vent to you guys about stupid stuff I see on the internet. And I swear to God, if any more people start doing this Gorilla Glue shit, (sighs) well, that's neither here nor there, but we'll see. Hopefully I, hopefully I get some games in this weekend because this job has been driving me crazy all week. I need a way to decompress. So I will be excited to have that in my life this week, weekend. Um, but yeah, so looking forward to that. And again, I appreciate you guys and love you guys. And, uh, just want to say thank you for listening and, um, subscribe, rate and review the podcast. I know this was like kind of a somber episode. I really hope that had more step to it, more pep and happiness, but I can't always guarantee that every episode's going to be a hundred percent happy. So here we are and, uh, you know, continue to keep it cuckoo over there guys. And 
I really appreciate and love you all individually. And especially those who know I love them for sure. <laughs> Y'all know who you are. Um, I'm still waiting on my pizza, being a hater. So we'll count that. We'll count it. Um, love you guys. And uh, thank you so much for listening. And I will see you next week. Hopefully I'll have something more to talk about so we could actually hit that hour mark. But um, have a great have a great night, day, or afternoon, guys. Love you all. Bye.